0: Hey, welcome to the Lyric House Church podcast. Our mission is to host a house for him. Join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for our live service. Make sure to check out our Facebook page for details about upcoming events and information on our small groups that meet throughout the week. Thank you for being part of our broader community and we hope you enjoy this podcast.
1: The coffee shop, and I looked him in the face and I said, the building will be ours. The Lord said so, it'll be ours. And he's like, he just looked at me crazy, yeah <laughs> he did. He just was like a deer in the headlights, you know he's just like he's like, "What are you talking about? There's like, there's no way this is happening. And look at what God did. yeah, it's awesome. Praise God. <sighs> All things are possible for those who believe.
2: That's right. I got out of the car, turn me up a little bit, hey, and I was right out here. And I got out of the car, and the Lord just clearly said, "Tiff, start praying for your building." And I was like, "Well, is what? What do you mean, (laughs) like, bro? Like, isn't that what you do? Like, what are we doing here?" And so I was kind of like taken back a minute when he said, "Tiff, start praying for the building." And so I did, and I got out, and um, the mayor and the chief were here. And I was like, oh, just the people I wanted to see. Just I just want you to know that I'm praying for our building. And they laughed. They I mean they laughed at me, but I don't think that they were like trying to be mean, but they were just like okay. And then that just kind of stirred something up inside of me. So yeah, anyway, so we're excited. And if you guys were here last night, we talked all about that. And a couple of you guys got to go over. We're not technically supposed to have the keys yet, so shh, don't tell anybody. She um <laughs> Nobody <laughs> listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what
3: I know yeah
2: yeah, and they're I mean like they they're like believers too, and so it's just really cool to be able to partner and I, I mean I get that it was impossible, like there was just so many things stacked against us, and um but God but God, yeah so. So now we are literally taking over the town. The rumors are true. <laughs>
1: no, we're not. Okay. Jesus. No, we're not. Jesus. This is a house for him. This is a town for him. Come behold him in Holden. Behold him in Holden.
2: Yep. Yeah. Taking back territory.
1: That's right. We're taking territory for the kingdom.
2: It's all yours, God. When
1: Tiff and I first moved here, it was... We were like, God, why did you move us here? We went to the fair for, this was like six years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we went to the fair, and we were like, oh, my gosh, where did we just move to?
2: I was on the carousel, no, for real, <laughs> I, was on the, I was on the carousel with Trust, and are they playing musical chairs again? <laughs> what did they do? I have to know what they do when they do that.
1: They're moving the chairs around. I
2: was on the carousel with Trust, They didn't really have a whole lot of friends or anything in town yet, and it was kind of lonely, and... Um, you know, remember at this time our kids weren't in public school or anything, and so um, I was on the carousel, and it's going round and round right in the corner by Bluebird, and I was looking out, <laughs> I love Holden, but I was looking out and I was like, what am I doing here? And I mean, there was like someone vaping, which I don't, it's, that's not a thing, I'm just saying like, just kind of setting the, the picture, like somebody was vaping, somebody was spanking their kid over here, like, there was like, the what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right there in front of you. Yeah, there was a pop shop on the corner. You know, it's cool. It's my people. It's I think fun. it's awesome. Yeah, I I really didn't care, but I was just kind of confused because if the Lord sent us here, it was just like, well, this seems odd, but of course, right. Yeah. It was a
1: culture shock. Yeah. Which. And at the same time, the Lord said, "I want you to put your kids in private or public school."
4: Yep,
3: with and all
1: these people. And we'd homeschooled them and had them in private school. I'm and really then he's not like, I want guys. you to take I'm your just kids teasing. and put them in public school. And this was during COVID, too. So we couldn't even go into the school to see the school.
2: Oh, it was rough. Kindergarten, yeah. Anyway.
1: And so talk about a step of faith.
2: Yeah. It's all part of it. It's all part of the testimony. But anyway, so excited to get that going. And um, won't it be nice not to have to, like, like the coffee shop can just be the coffee shop and we don't have to, like, set up chairs and... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. What? Right, <laughs> right. A front for a church. Now we'll still do that. Okay.
1: So we're in Acts nine. Yes. W- yes, yeah. we
2: are in Acts nine because last week we talked about the parable of the soils, and so we kind of skipped off of that. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. That?
1: But yeah. that was such an awesome moment, right? We had no idea yeah. that the FFA totally was going to be here when we had planned to do the parable. Okay, I knew that they were
2: coming, but I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> okay. But I didn't do the parable because they were coming because we don't. It doesn't look right. like that. But
1: it like, just, like, lined up perfectly. It yeah, okay. was so cool.
2: Yeah. I didn't think about the FFA being farmers. I don't, guys, don't, I didn't farmers do that of America. I didn't do it, okay? I don't, I don't know what's happening. Okay, anyway.
1: All right, so Acts 9, verse 1.
2: You want me to read it and then you can go? Mm. Or are you going to read it one?
1: Well, I'm going to read it in a okay. more co- correct way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're clearly <laughs> in a mood today. <laughs> I, I feel like th- I feel, kind of feel super distracted. What do you guys think? You guys good?
1: I felt great.
2: Of course. S- <laughs> yeah. There was. It does feel like chaos. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. But
1: Yesterday was chaotic.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a well there's a wall in our way. Can we just pray before we get started then? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Go for it. So Father, I just thank you, God. I thank you for your peace, that chaos doesn't always have to be bad, God, but I thank you for clarity and focus and peace in this season, in this moment, in this time right here, Father. We just thank you that your word is important, God, and we love to teach your word. Father, that we are here for you, that we want to honor you and love you, that we want to just declare who you are, who your word says you are. God, what an honor it is to teach, what an honor and a privilege it is to come together and learn more about this man. We just thank you, God. We thank you for your presence here. We thank you that all distractions have to go under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: <sighs> that feels better. Okay. All right, verse one. Now, if you're following along, what I read is going to sound a little bit different, but contextual, it's going to line right up, okay? In those days, Saul was still hissing murderous threats towards the followers of the Lord. He approached the high priest and requested official letters, endorsing his mission in the synagogues of Damascus. He was eager to find and arrest men and and women belonging to the way does anyone know what the way is yeah yeah Yeah. the first church the early movement
2: the, like the first name of Christianity yeah and you know where they got that from I found this uh, I was digging in and I was looking at different places in scripture that it says the way and it comes from Isaiah 43 where it says prepare the way of the Lord Yeah.
1: isn't that awesome so good and it's still happening right now. We are the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life.
2: I mean, there was so many scriptures. And so we see that where it says the way, and we're like, where would that come from? The Bible?
1: The Bible? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. So, men and women belonging to the way, and to bring them to Jerusalem, to be sentenced. <coughs> he was still on his way and getting close to Damascus. When a bright heavenly light suddenly engulfed him. So I love Paul's testimony later in 2 Corinthians 4 6. Paul says, The light source is founded in the same God who said, Let light be. And light shone out of the darkness. In the beginning, God said, Let there be light. Same source. That source has lit the lamp of our understanding. You know, there's a lot of us in here that came out of the religious mindset. We, were, we grew up in religion, forms of religion. And then there was this moment of clarity to where a light went off inside of us. And we seen this revelation of Christ and who he is and what he's done and what it means to be an ambassador for Christ and what it means to be free from the law of sin and death, but to be an actual child, a son of God. You know, in this moment, before this light went off, Paul was in that mindset of, I gotta do good to get good from God. And he felt like he was doing good by persecuting all these Christians. He was doing the work of God in his mind. But God lit the, under, the light of our understanding. So now we can clearly recognize the features of his likeness in the face of Jesus Christ that is reflected within us. As we look at it, like we're looking into a mirror. We put him on, the word says. We take our eyes off ourselves and we put our eyes on him we see our right standing with the father because he is in me and on me and all around me he has made a way and he calls me the way too so verse 4 he fell to the ground and heard a voice speaking to him Saul, Saul why do you harass me <laughs> Yeah, that's what he sounded like right there. (laughs) And he said, "Sir, who are you?" The Lord said, "I am Jesus, the one you're hunting down." I think it's good to note in verse five. What you want to talk about this part? Because you you talked about this morning.
2: Oh yeah, I have a couple other things before that too, but okay, go for it. Um. Okay, can I let me let me get there. Where it says, um, have this understanding that this is, we had, we had been talking about Paul. He was introduced to scriptures in about, where we, like in 8.3 was the last time we talked about him. And now here we're seeing Saul again, and he's, he's mad. Like, he is killing people. He's, he's uh, the Christians are under attack, and they know it. They know who Paul is, Saul is. And um, wherever it says that um, he heard a voice saying to him, um, you know, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute? And he said, I, I don't know how to like put this really into words, but back then he would have believed, like the Pharisees did not believe that God spoke directly to you anymore. What they believed was that you could hear the, the daughter of the voice of God. Does that make sense? Like it was, they, they called it the daughter of the voice of God because they felt like you could hear an echo. But Saul, he literally, that's so much of scripture, guys. He's literal in this because he had to say Saul directly. He had to speak directly to him because Paul, Saul didn't have the belief that he actually spoke to people. He believed that you could hear an echo of God. And so he's clearly hearing him saying his name. And he says it two times. And it doesn't mean that when God says somebody's name or he, said, he calls your name twice that he's necessarily mad. This is like... Um, Pay attention, deep emotion, like Martha, Martha, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Like, this is him sa- getting kind of like, is there some emotion? Is there some riled up? Yes, it is. And that's what he's doing. He's saying, Saul, Saul. Like, I don't know. If you guys are just like hanging out on a road, which he was not on, a, he did not fall off of a donkey or a horse, by the way. Um, we all feel like, I, I, I feel like we we're always taught that as a kid that he fell off of a horse. Mm-hmm. He did not, he was walking. Um, Did he have a horse? Maybe. Don't know. But it did not say he fell off of one. Uh, We we, um, don't know where I was going with that. But um, the other thing that I wanted to note in that scripture there is where it says when he heard the voice of God, that is actually the Greek word phone or phone, right? Still, I'm sure I'm butchering it. That means voice, the sound of uttered words or speak of a language. So again, he's clarifying here that he actually heard the voice of God, not just an echo of God speaking. Um, and then, so you wanted me to get into... Well,
1: who has their Bible open in, uh, on verse 5? Okay, can you read it?
2: But tell us, what do you read? Don't read it. Um, yeah, what translation? Yeah, don't read it from Passion. Can you read it? Do you have anything else? What do you have? What do you got? <laughs> uh, yes, wait, yeah. what's your translation? Okay, hold on. What's yours, Lisa? Um, Who has King James? Okay. Um, Somebody read King James. And then you can read the other one as well. We want to show you something. Five. Uh, Five and what? Through seven or what?
1: Uh, Yeah, go ahead and read five and six. That's one. Okay,
2: so right there. What? There's, there is? Okay, what are you guys noticing? What are you noticing? Okay, right. So what is, so he, so Craig said that, um, it also uses a word, um, what is it, bro? said
1: trembled and astonished.
2: Yes, and it said that he. And what
1: will have me do, Lord?
2: Mm-hmm, and he said that he was. Where's that word? Because he says prick. Let me look it up, hold on really quick. Goads, that's it. Goads. Yeah, goads, uh. yeah. Yes, hard for me to kick against, or the goads. It's two different words, it means the same thing. So what we're seeing here is, um, I'm gonna show you guys some different things about translations. And so you'll hear people, like, they get very, very they'll die on the hill of king james is is the only interpretation is the only um scripture that we can be reading but actually what we see here is king james that was added in that was not in what craig read that was not actually in luke's original transcript the scribes actually added in added it in to help god out
1: Ooh. yeah isn't that something yeah.
2: So, God needs help writing his word. And so, um, don't believe me? Just go ahead and go back and read, you know, before they translate it to English. And you guys can find it there. That that was actually added in. And we see that with King James quite often. It, it's not
1: in the New Testament manuscripts.
2: Yes. It's not in the New. Um, when they have, when they found it, when they went back. and Because we're seeing a lot of that, guys. We're in this movement of people are going back to the original um, manuscript and saying this isn't this isn't right like we're 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 adding things in we're changing names I mean it's a simple misunderstanding and it's not I don't know really we know if is it purposeful I don't know I'm, I'm not gonna say I don't know but it was just the difference of not understanding language and not comprehending that mm-hmm Wonder what the Bible app. It, who created the Bible? Is it Gate U Version?
5: Yeah.
2: Mm. He does U Version. Yeah. Let me and let me also give you some explanation why they did that. And so you're like, why did they think they need to help God out? Remember how we've talked about during this time period? It was like hell and damnation, the wrath of God. And so what they're doing here is they're they're going back to a parable, and they're saying that with so, so the word goad is an actual like um, if you were to try to get an ox to move, you would poke him in the back of the leg with this long sharp tool, and um, what it was is he was try- he was saying that. Saul was the ox and Jesus was the tool. And so it was saying that Jesus had to poke the ox or poke Saul to get him to listen. And he wasn't. He was just making it harder for himself. And so he'd have to poke him harder to get him to listen, essentially making him be blind or and put, like him falling down and then having him um, listen to the Lord from that. But it's so crazy that that was not in there, that that was added in because of this mindset of people that think God is so wrathful. Will God do what he needs to do? Yes. Like, do, did people die? Yes. Does God send people to hell? No. We do that. God doesn't send people to hell, and God wasn't the, the, the goater p- picking at Paul here. He's he. What's so beautiful about this whole story? Like, we, it's so completely turned upside down when they add that part in because we see in the beginning that Saul had already decided against Christ he decided he didn't want anything to do with him but guess what Jesus decided that he wanted him and it's all over from there once Jesus calls you and wants you it's it's just a matter of time he wasn't seeking Jesus but Jesus was seeking him and that is the grace and the mercy of God that's not a God that's poking someone and trying to cause pain
1: it would be like somebody walking in here and just ravishing all of us, you know, just a group of guys coming in here and just tossing the whole place, you know. And God took that <laughs> guy that came in He's here and like, we did that, Dakota. though. Good luck. And restored him, you know. We're all followers of Christ, but then one guy comes in here that's not a follower and doesn't like what we're doing. Doesn't stand for it. Still has the same passion. Still yes. Same passion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. and God restores him but it's all type and shadow of us yeah Diane
2: hey hold on we get in trouble for not giving the mic with the podcast because people are like
6: I, don't, I can't hear you
1: yeah we need to get another mic
6: so the other thing Paul, Paul had the passion but also he believed with everything inside of him that he was serving God yeah. That yeah. he was doing what was That's right. Yeah. Right. And so that whole thing of deceit, I've been listening to the scriptures in a different translation than I normally read and all that. And it, I'm listening to it in the good news translation. And this just caught me yesterday morning. And I had to go back and look at it again this morning. And it, it's right in line with this. I'm in Colossians 2, verse 8. See to it then that no one enslaves you by the means of worse, worthless deceit of human wisdom.: Come on. Which comes from the teachings handed down by human beings and from the ruling spirits of the universe, and not from Christ.:
1: Amen.: Amen. Isn't it fun getting back on track? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, w- it was just along the lines of what you were saying. I was listening to a podcast, and he said, "You know, the Pharisees were sincere. The you know Saul was sincere in what he was doing. He had you know that he was sincere in everything that he was doing. But sincerity without truth is nothing."
3: Yeah, that's good.
0: <laughs> what? It's <laughs>
1: fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'll carry her bags any day. I'll serve Lisa any day. I mean, did you guys have the potatoes ah. last night? I mean, come on. So good. Um, also, with S- that. Is there any
1: breakfast left over?
2: There's spicy quiche. <laughs> Sweet.
1: I didn't get any. Uh, Lunch. <laughs> oh. Uh, but that's a perfect example of religion helping God write the Bible. Okay? Right yeah, yeah. And help then, I mean, us lord yeah. yeah
2: help us not to
1: well i mean that's what we're doing right? We're, right we're diving in we're figuring this stuff out we're getting to the root and then we're finding the root and we're growing and learning from knowing that we know who we are in christ yeah. not who religion says we are
2: right to know his word rightly don't you guys ever just feel like so honored like uh, do you ever feel like that once God pulled you out of religion and tradition, and not—I mean—and and that was good at a time because it got to you to where you were. But like, what an honor to actually get to know Him and to seek Him and um, to find Him with all of our heart. And um, I don't know, just really, really thinking about this because when you think about who Paul was, again, like he was passionate. He thought he was doing just like so many Christians today. They think that they know what the Bible says and they preach it and they will uh, condemn people and they will get on that hill and they will die on that hill because it's the word of God, but we don't even know what it says. We're condemning people. We're having whole theologies. We're, we're making doctrines based on what we think or somebody has told us along the line, and then when people try to to, to veer from that and say, hey, did you know it's like this? They're like, false prophet, and um if, but we, if we're have, if we eating this word like we talked about last week, we can say, oh, man, no, you, there's revelation. Like there's something that he wants to tell you. Why don't you go read it? Yeah. And maybe I suge- su- can suggest reading it in the original language. That helps, yeah. 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 And also <laughs> this understanding of Paul, guys, understand that Paul could have essentially even been on um, trial when, like he would have known Jesus' voice. Like because he asked him, he's like, what is going on you know who is this and he's like it's jesus and he would have known there, even though jesus was a popular name he knew right away who the person was that he was persecuting he was a, probably on trial when jesus was um um uh, crucified like he he was part of this he was watching he was around he knew who jesus was when he spoke and said his name was jesus
1: All right, we're ready for verse 6. Now get up on your feet and go to the city where it will be told to you what to do. 7. The men traveling with him were speechless. They too heard the voice, but did not see anyone. When he arose from the ground and opened his eyes, he realized that he was blind. A companion took his hand and led him into Damascus. He was without sight for three days and also did not eat. This encounter changed Paul's life forever from that moment. And we've all had similar encounters. Three yeah. days, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was restored in three days, Christ restored everything in three days. That's good.
2: I also think about how, how shaken he must have been whenever, when this um, experience happened, how um, scary it probably was. I mean, like, yeah. Talk about the fear of the Lord. Right, yeah. Then to be, I mean, he had no idea. Like, we read the book. We know what happens. He didn't know that. You right. know. He, all he knows is he was the bad guy. And now it's all kind of coming to light and he's getting, did he have this brand new revelation of exactly who Christ is and how much he loved him? Probably not. Like we think that like, oh, he got his breakthrough. No, he's dying right now, guys. Like this is the point where we say you have to die to yourself. Saul's dying to himself and he is spending three days of dying to himself. What did the Lord say to him in that time? Like what? What what did he learn? Where what what made him from that point want to go on and and continue this journey? Read it. <sighs> oh, you yeah, have you to have this. to use the mic. We do need a third mic.
1: Yeah, actually, we need to get. That mic that can just hang on my ear. Oh, I hate that thing. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah. yeah. Then I, my arm will stop yeah. cramping up.
0: You can yeah. have
2: that.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, so we're all on the same page. That salt was a well-educated religious man. He knew the prophecies. Probably had them memorized. Okay. So Isaiah 35, 5. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Like this is one of the prophecies of Jesus.
1: It's everywhere. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Julie,
2: come on.
4: <laughs> you guys know I have a built-in speaker? I don't yeah, need it. Right okay. Um, have you ever taught something or shared something, and then God gives you a revelation, and you have to think back and go, oh, my gosh, I taught all those people wrong. Yeah. Put that on the next level. Oh, right. my gosh, I killed all those people. <laughs> And he, I just saw the coolest thing though not long ago where it said the God I serve is the God where the people Saul martyred
2: welcomed Paul into heaven. And I thought that was so good. And talk yeah. about, you know, Paul talks about a thorn in his side. Could it have been these very people? Like he woke up with that knowing that. Um, we all, like we, we tend to want to think that that's like physical pain. And I don't know, maybe, but... Could you imagine the pain of these people that you're now willing to die for, knowing that you took out the rest of them, the the ones before them? And that, I mean, I know, like, obviously the Lord forgave him, and he's walking in this, and he's um, completely forgiven and restored. But I don't know if that ever, like, that's going to be there, you know? That leaves a mark. The what if. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also then learning how to do that and turn that into, okay, then, I'm in. Then yes. Now I'm going to preach the gospel, and it doesn't matter. To 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 die is gain, and this is this is going to be known among among the earth.
1: Yeah. So then we see God sends Ananias.
2: Oh, are you going all the way into there?
1: Yeah. Sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> you don't want to? Do you, no, go you want to go somewhere else?
2: No, it's eleven. Eleven. You're good.
1: Yeah. But Ananias was a faithful disciple.
2: Well, did you just knock on wood? Uh-huh. What is happening? Right. What's, what is this? Witchcraft? You're
1: the one that called it. I just I But then he helpful. said,
2: "Make a wish." Like I don't know what's happening. Mm. We
6: are so full of it today. Okay.
1: Help us. Okay. I'm good. Okay. So Ananias comes and he restores Paul's sight. And then Paul can see. I was once blind, but now I can see.
2: Oh, thanks, Brandon. The
5: Lord is lying. <laughs> I just love the interaction because the Lord tells Ananias, "Hey, I need you to go and you know put hands on um, Saul and you know heal him in my name." And Ananias's first response is. Um, do you know this guy? Right. Like, are we talking about the exact same person? Right. And uh, let me see where it says. He's like, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. Lord, he said, I'm not
1: God, but this sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> so Ananias prays for him, and the scales fall off his eyes. like cataracts yeah could be scales scales of the devil his blindness but in this moment a lot of us think Saul becomes Paul right (laughs) Huh? no but but this is what what we end up seeing this happen right so then there's a transition from Saul to Paul
2: is what we believe. That's what
1: we believe, right? Yeah. And that's like we see in history, in in the Bible, that mm-hmm. it oh, happens yeah. multiple times with other people. Their names change, right? Right? Jacob becomes
3: Israel,
1: Israel, right? Mm-hmm. So we automatically assume that that's what's taking place with Paul here, right? But that's not the case. It's crazy because I thought it was forever, but it's not. What was your question? You're correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Saul is the Hebrew name for Paul, and Paul is the Greek name.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do, they, do you know what they mean? Do you have it? Tell
0: us.
1: They have different meanings. Yeah, you're right. Okay,
0: okay so Saul is the prayed for, like mm-hmm. his mom, his dad, they prayed for him. And then Paul means small or humble.
3: Oh. Wow.
1: Come on. Tell me God doesn't know. Like he's in the details. You know? It's so cool. <laughs> that was the thorn in his head. Call me that. <laughs> but from this moment on his his mission shifted from persecution to proclamation. He began to proclaim the good news and who Christ was. Mm -hmm. He preached Jesus, the Son of God, the Reconciler.
2: I love how he says, when he calls him and he says, Who are you, Lord? See that in Scripture? He says, Who are you? And what's so beautiful is now, it's like God set this up for the rest of his life. Paul, Saul, Paul is going to find out exactly who this was going to get to find out to the day he died who this was and we get to do that too we get to find out who are you god and it's scripture like that that we just gloss over like he's just like who are you what is this but he's asking this deeper revelation of like who are you god um and i just want to encourage you guys that to, to ask that and see what happens ask god who are you god And see what he does, like see what he wants to reveal because this was this very thing when when Paul was in the middle of this this trial, God used it for his testimony, right? This is a story of Paul's life, is who he was and what he got to do from that question. It started with that question, who are you, God?
1: And if you think about it before this, Paul's past defined who he was Mm
3: -hmm.
1: mentally because think about your mindset when you were in religion. The things that I had done determined who I was and who I was becoming and how God felt about me without having a correct understanding of Christ and who he is and what he's done. At this moment, his past no longer defined him. His identity was now rooted in Christ. But just as Paul experienced a radical shift, that's for us too. be transformed and have this encounter with Jesus, a real true living God that is for you and with you in all things. Yeah. She needs a mic. She's nice. <laughs> but our past mistakes and wrong beliefs don't it, qualify it us. It
0: doesn't define no. us anymore, no. but it, you know it's just like it is a game changer, like it's like the scales do fall off your eyes. You see, you were once blind, but now you see, colors change.
7: But and you know you know, and even it's just like, oh, like I lived under that, and I believed that for so long, and oh my gosh, but that doesn't matter anymore. What matters is that our eyes are on him. Yeah. And it's over.
1: Yeah, but it's also okay that you went through that. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> part of your testimony to bring other people out. Exactly. And into the light.
7: Have the good news. It's the good news.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what the it good is. news is. It's the gospel. Too good to be true news. It
2: reminds me. So Bama this last Wednesday, Kim was like, I want you guys to um, look up your name which is hard to do because if you get on, like, Google, which we know not to Google around here, but if you get, get, on, get on Google, it will, like, tell you 14 different things. So, um, but trying to kind of trace it back to what it, what our names originally mean. And but one of the questions, though, she said was, um, do you feel like that represents you, right? Is that what you said, Kim? Like, do you feel like your name and the meaning represents you? Why or why not? And so we went got to go around the room and talk about what it looked like and then she also asked like do you believe that God names people and i feel like that you answered the question yes um if we're under his authority and following him because so many like everybody around their room it was spot on with their name and who they were did we all start like that no um i remember tiffany means um manifestation of god and there was a time that um, the lord I was just kind of struggling. I, I actually look a lot like my earthly dad, would you say? No. Okay, yeah. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I do. More... Uh,
1: I of that, way. I <laughs> that was weird.
2: We. I do. Like, I have a lot of his characteristics, and I didn't necessarily like that. Like, I don't have anything against my dad, I just didn't want to look like a man. <laughs> and so, um, my dad and I aren't super close, and so it was just kind of this feeling of like, uh, I don't want to look like my dad. And um the Lord was like, No, Tiff, you look like me. Like you look like me. And I was like, How does that work? And then to find that like
1: You're created in his image. Yeah.
2: And we do, like we do. We look like our father. Yeah. And so it's just so interesting to go out and people watch. Like if you're just like have you ever noticed that everybody is so beautiful? Like there <coughs> might be some people that have like crooked noses or whatever, but Everybody is so beautiful and I'm not trying to be weird. Just saying like everybody is there's a part of them that's so unique and some are prettier than others, right? But but the beauty that is manifested in, in the uniqueness that is in people because they look like their creator. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I encourage you guys to do that. Like when you're out and about, just look at people. And but don't start don't yes, just stare oddly at people. Just go up to them and but yeah, yeah. Yeah. but how are we
1: how are we called to see people <laughs> no <now>, yeah. <laughs> yeah now now that we're born again christians how do by the spirit yeah by the spirit yes. we don't see them by the flesh we right. see them by the spirit yeah
2: yes mm. and the lord invites us into that because if we start seeing people like that if we if there was a guy like my tire blue it, it's been a fun week my tire blue is on the side of the highway and i'm super extra and don't know how to do that at all and so i was like jason help me and he's there in 5 minutes anyway i'm going slow when he gets it fixed and so i'm going slow down the highway and like all these people are honking at me they're so mean to me and i didn't i had already was like going through something goodness anyway Um, all these people are honking at me and they're very mad at me, and I'm sure that they were, like, flipping me off. I didn't see it, but I'm sure they were. And I was just like, how dare these people? Like, don't they? Like, in my head, you know, like, you start thinking, do you not see the donut? I've got a grocery cart, like, groceries in the back. Like, I've been sitting. My back hurts. Like, come on. And then the Lord was just like, Tiff, they didn't know. Like, they didn't know. All they know is right here in this moment, you're in their way. And guess what? You are. So, um, so many of us like, will go through our day and we have no idea what people are thinking, we have no idea what people are feeling, and we're very emotional creatures. Like, are we supposed to be? No, we, we're renewing our mind, we're working on that, but we're emotional. If it has to do, if it bothers me, then oh my god, gosh, like everything needs to stop because how dare people bother me instead of stopping and thinking, oh man, I bet she's had a really, r- if she's got a donut, I bet, I bet it's a really rough day. I should probably just scoot over so she doesn't, I don't have to honk at her. So let us then, if the world is not going to be like that, guys, then we're called to be this, okay, let me see them in your image, God. They're beautiful. They look like you. And start walking that out. Just give it a shot. Give it a try. Go to the store. Look at people. And just be like, God, they're beautiful. What is Through
1: that, you embrace your identity in Christ. Yeah. By seeing people rightly. By seeing them in the spirit. Yep. No, God doesn't work through the majority. He works through the minority all throughout the Bible.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Think about the Israelites when they were going to walk into the promised land. You know, there was a large group of them. The minorities only made it in. (laughs)
2: Lead us, Daniel. Lead us. Hey, hey. Jason's I'm Cherokee. Cherokee. I mean, you guys knew that was coming. Come on. Yeah, he's got the card. Oh, my gosh. We went to a gas station. Buc-ies. No, well, we did go to that one. Oh got some gosh. Bucky nugs. But we went to this Choctaw gas station. Choctaw in Oklahoma. And he's like, <laughs> we're paying. He's like, are you Choctaw? And I was like, don't you say it. Don't say it. And he's like, No. Because you know he wanted to be like no, but I'm terrified. It was right on the card. tip of my tongue.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it. I, w- so w- I was like,
2: <laughs> don't say it. I literally <laughs> said it out loud. And he, anyway, this is what I deal. This uh. is what I deal with.
1: Mm. Oh gosh, but yeah, Joshua and Caleb entered into the Promised Land, the minority. All through history, he's used the minority to confound the wise. You know, the way he does things. Um, 1 Corinthians 1. 27, let's do that. It's almost as if God deliberately handpicked the wacky of this world. I like putting wacky in there. To embarrass the wise. The ones who have been rejected and put to shame, to shame the noble. I read that wrong. The ones who have been rejected to put to shame the noble. The ones with no pedigree or any prominence, the nobodies in society, attracted God's initiative to unveil his blueprint opinion in order to redefine mankind. Every reason for someone's boasting in themselves dwindles into insignificance before God. It's of God's doing we are in Christ. He is both the genesis and the genius of our wisdom. A wisdom that reveals how righteous, sanctified, and redeemed we already are in Jesus. Our association in Jesus is God's doing. In God's economy. Jesus Christ represents us. What we could never achieve through personal discipline and through our willpower, through religion, God's faith accomplished in, uh, in Christ in us. You know, it's not our faith. A lot of times we feel like it's our faith that we need to have. God has given you the perfect measure of faith stop trying to do it on your own it's not your faith just believe that he has given you the perfect measure of faith romans 12 talks about the the perfect measure of faith he's dealt all men the perfect measure of faith Yeah, it's him. We give him the glory.
4: Okay, emotions. Um, Something that I had to work through, I think, I, I won't tell you the background. I think we all wrestle with how to manage emotions, right? You mentioned something, and that was something God had to take me through coming from my family. It's not important. Um, What I did end up learning was God had me in a season where he was showing me his intense emotion in scripture, like on repeat. And one of them was uh, Jeremiah, I think it's three, where he talks about, okay, go buy some new underwear. Now take it to a river, take a rock, stick the underwear in the bank of the river, put the rock on it so it doesn't wash away. A few days later, I want you to go back and pull it out. You want to wear that? That nice, slimy, muddy underwear, that's what my people feel like to me. Okay, God says, I'm expressing disgust and frustration. My people who I sent out to be the lamp and the light to the world have become worse than the people I sent them to correct. They're more vile, they're more horrific, they're more condemning, they're more... They're causing so much suffering in this world, and I did all these things for these people, and now they're making a mockery of everything that's been done, and I feel sick to my stomach. You look at Noah's Ark, right? You have God who sends out this wave to cleanse the earth because the earth had become so polluted with the flesh that in order to give the world a fresh start, but what does God do? He cries. He grieves. And I think sometimes we get confused because we're like, well, God, if you know everything and you knew you had to do it, why are you sad that you did it? And yada, that experiential knowledge, God knew from the beginning before he ever created anything, everything that would ever be. But living it out with us causes him to experience what he knew would be true. And that invokes emotion in God. You think about the person who was abused all of his life as a child, and he cries out to God at some point in his adulthood asking for healing. I'm quoting someone's story, but I don't know his name, sorry. And when he was finally ready and he surrendered, he said, God, where were you when that abuse happened? And God took him back through PTSD to the very moment it was happening and showed him laying his own body on top of the child as he was being beaten, and he could see the blood, and he could see the whipping of Jesus' body. There is nothing our God would not go through to identify with each and every one of us in our pain. He will not let us suffer alone, right? He will yada the understanding. And so there's this thing about, I think, emotions. Paul says, feel the anger, but don't sin, right? Emotion is a part of yada, And it's okay. God has emotions, too. I think we can constipate ourselves when we try to not feel anything. And I don't think that that's healthy for anyone. I think men especially are put under a lot of pressure to constipate the emotion of the experience. And that's just not what God wants for you, for any of us, right? You are allowed to feel it. It's part of the experience of understanding but there's a self control that comes with the Holy Spirit so that I can feel it without harming or I can feel it without inflicting, I can feel it, and then God can bring understanding. So I sorry, that was
1: that, that going, feeling so. that feeling that you're referring to, it comes we we're in a place where we can feel it from the fruits of the spirit, you know, that He's given us. We can embrace it that way with those emotions.
2: Huh. What do you always say, Lisa? Um. Yeah, she's always saying that. You can feel it, walk in it, feel it. What are the emotions? Don't pack, don't unpack, and stay there. And sometimes it's just a matter of going to sleep, <laughs> going to sleep, and waking up, and eating a snack. I mean, amen. <laughs> um, his. That's what it means when he says his mercies are new every morning. They go to sleep, sleep on this. See, um. Don't even, like, try. To, don't try to figure it out. Go to sleep, rest, and see what the Lord has to say in the morning. What? Yep, yep. Sabbath first. Sabbath first. Yeah. yeah oh! We're really trying to do this today. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Lots I of think,
2: involvement
1: today.
7: I think with the Holy Spirit's help, you really do have to discern emotion that needs to be felt and walked through, and the lying emotions. Because the Lord really had to walk me through, your emotions are lying to you. Your perception is not correct. And so having to align my perceptions with truth, the emotions going, you lie to me. And that's coming from me
8: lying to me.
7: So really having the Holy Spirit walk you through emotion is really important and to recognize Holy Spirit has to sanctify them to align up with, with, the, with the
3: Lord.
1: Yeah, because what you're going through in the moment might be a truth. Right. But is it the truth? It's actually happening, right? Is it right? the word of God? Yeah, it's actually happening. You're actually going through it. But is it the truth? Are you proclaiming the truth? And who he is and what you're going through yeah. or are you glorifying the situation or the circumstance
2: but also the amount of shame that we take on the amount of people that we see during inner healing that are going through forgiveness and typically so often we can't finish until they forgive themselves like it's just it's so common it's so prevalent it's so in our face about how we want to lie to ourselves because of trauma or past teachings but we will take on this identity of whatever that lie is and it takes some time saying you're a liar and i mean we know the enemy comes to kill soul and destroy and so looking at it, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the on the outside but god says that you're a liar and then how do we know the truth how do we know the truth that she's talking about the word we get in it like a mirror, what does the Word say? Who, who am I to God? What does God say? Not a doctrine or a theology. What does God, what does His Word say?
1: Ephesians 1, 4 says, Even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us for adoption to Himself as sons through Jesus Christ, yeah. according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace in which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. He is our claim to fame. Hmm. He is our claim to fame. And then we just make him famous by sharing him and showing him off because he shows off just like with the building next door. You know?
2: And... we tr- I mean, like, we tried, you know what I'm saying? Like, we tried to do it, and it wasn't happening. When we organically, when God gave Jason the dream just to wait six months, and we were like, okay, we'll take our hands off of this. God, we know your promise. Yeah. We know that your promises are true. Uh, we know that it was not about a building, that you don't dwell in a building, God, that you dwell in our hearts, that you dwell with us. But we know that there's a promise attached to buying the building, and we know that you said it. And I, I'm, I'm going to be really real there was a time a couple weeks ago that it was like shut off it was like no no the council decided that we're giving it to something else like we're done mm-hmm. and I remember hearing that and looking at Lisa and going well I wonder what we'll do now like not super super I want to be like I'm so faithful I was like well I guess that's it like I guess we weren't supposed to yet maybe we'll get it later but maybe that's not really it and so I wonder what Wonder how we'll make more kids' room now. And then she's just like, get it together, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Stop unpacking. No. Um, and then me needing to probably uh, eat a snack. And then I did. And then it was like, okay, I'm back on track here. Like, okay, God, you said it. I believe it. It doesn't matter what it, was, it looks like right now. And yeah.
7: <laughs> I did <eat> a snack. <laughs> It was fine. It <laughs> oh, was ridiculous.
1: He is our claim to fame. So in Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24, he writes, Let not the wise glory in their wisdom. Let not the mighty glory in their might. Let not the rich glory in their riches. But let the one who glories glory in this, that they understand and know me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things do I delight, says the Lord. Sometimes we have to lose sight to gain vision. Just like Paul. Paul trusted in his religion and his skills. His craft. We've all done that trusted in our own ways. Sometimes we're blinded by our own circumstances like Teresa was just talking about. Our pain, unpredictable situations. We simply cannot see. We, can, we can't trust. Like, we can't trust in the old ways, the, the ways of doing things, of what we trusted in before. Because he's always doing a new thing. Yeah, yeah, we we hear his voice, like you're saying, in the fog, in the unknown, yeah, and in those mo- moments, we're giving opportunity for fresh vision, to see the unseen, and he plants those visions inside of us, and then we believe him, and then they, we watch it happen, Yeah, yeah.
2: But in that also comes in maturity. Like how many of you guys have ever, something didn't happen or something maybe, some like trauma <coughs> happened or something bad happened and you were legit mad at God. You were like, God, where were you? Yeah. I mean, I think all of us can say that in the moment we were like, God, where were you? What were you doing? But walking with the Lord and asking this question like, Lord, who are you? We, It's not so much trauma and trials that draw me to him anymore, I don't leave his side. So that when I am in the midst of, how did that happen? It's, it's this, this history and relationship with Christ that it's like, God, this is hard. Thank you for not leaving me and walking, me, walking this out. It still doesn't mean that I'm still not pouty, you know? <coughs> but it's turned from that, that milk of, God, you did this. How could you let this happen to, oh God, this is hard, but we're walking this out together. Um, and that comes through renewing your mind. That comes through having this understanding of who he is um, and just walking it out. Like it's every day walking it out. And when, just when you feel like you had it all together, God reminds you and humbles you. And he's like, yep, we're still working on that, aren't we? Yep. Yes, sir.
8: I believe that there will be a miracle. But in my heart, I'm like, I don't think there will be. And I just don't know how to walk through life without him. My brother said to me, Kim, God has given me this opportunity to get myself together. So God is doing something. He's allowing me to make sure everybody in my life will be okay before I pass on. So it was really humbling to me because I I've always considered myself a true believer in everything that God has to offer. And my brother never has shown that emotion. I know he's a Christian, and I know he believes, but he never, he doesn't go to church, which doesn't mean anything, but he just doesn't hold on to it like I do. And I'm the one that found myself mad, and he's the one that found glory in the fact that God allowed him to find out in enough time that he can make amends and to to tell the people that he loves how much that he loves and appreciates them. So it's kind of hard. I'm mad. I'm really mad, and I don't want to be mad. But seeing that my brother's not mad about it, it's really changed my perspective a lot.
2: putting the blame where the blame needs to be you know we tend to want to be mad at God um, but it wasn't just you know Genesis 3 the fall of man it was Genesis 6 you know there's six there's that's a whole thing but like the fallen sons of God but also right here of thinking God you could heal him heal him and you didn't but is it ever actually God is not willing to heal when we get to go to heaven and because of christ because of what he did we get to be healed and so Mm -hmm. it's that renewing that mind that shifting of the perspective of actual truth and understanding that the miracle you were right the miracle's happening maybe just not how you expected it to be um and just trusting the lord that he is good
1: Yeah, we yeah. right. And we have to lose time here mm-hmm. to gain eternity. Yeah, and I, it even lines up with Paul because, mm-hmm. like in Galatians, it says, "You know, he disappeared for what a year or three years oh, to, take to learn from the Holy Spirit." You know, he went away for three years to learn from the Holy Spirit. Hmm, Yeah. Sometimes we're locked into our own time frames. And for all the right reasons, because we don't have that perspective, that eternal perspective. And then we try to get God to follow our time frames. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. And praise God—that's the God we serve—is a God of mysteries, not one that we can figure out, not one that has a rhyme or a reason or a prayer for or an answer for everything. Like that's the God I want to know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. A God with endless time. Yes. Hmm. And trust time, because you can trust Him. Hope. God of belief time a God of a lifetime a God of eternal time yeah we lose our time to gain eternity time
2: okay where we at?
1: Uh, we're here Hmm. (sighs) ah Sometimes we have to lose a job to gain a mission. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that lines up with the Kims, right? Right. What you've been going through, huh? Huh? Yeah. Give her the microphone.
7: So it was about uh, three weeks ago that the Lord gave me a job with the city, assisting the mayor. And I just immediately, when you go into a new job and have a new mission like that, you just immediately start praying in whatever God wants to do in the city. You know, I want to be that person that's praying for the city with the authority that's given to me as the assistant to the mayor. And so uh, I just started praying and praying and praying, and when they told them that they weren't going to get the building, I was like you, I was going, <laughs> "Ah, okay, well, whatever." And I was just as astounded when they came back, and they says, "Well, the bank has made us an offer. we can't refuse, and it's actually better for the city to let them have the building, <laughs> you know so everything just turned around, but it was... It was, you know, all the timing. that He puts people in place in a specific place and time on mission. And, and one of the things I told these guys earlier this week, I found out that the, the chief of police, that God told the chief of police to come back to Holden and work in the police department because he had a job for him to do here. And so it was so similar to, you know, everything, but the, the chief of
2: police has
7: a similar story to all of us.
2: Yeah. Just the amount of people, we you guys know this, like some of you guys are this, but the amount of people that we get to even like, meet in the coffee shop that come in here, um, they'll, they have this similar story of, we don't know why God sent us to Holden, but he did. Or uh, we don't know, we just felt if like- that's something. you,
1: raise your hand.
2: also us right come on I'm so excited to see what he's doing but also not again not having this expectation saying God do whatever it looks like God and just having this like this open mind to if if what our heart's desire is is God we want Holden to be on the mat for loving you what does that look like And what are people's stories that they're bringing in here? And the fact that he's moving. Like, what a beautiful thing that we get to see the people. Like, that makes me hopeful to hear people be like, I don't know why we moved to Holden. We're still not really sure yet. (laughs) But we just feel like the Lord said to. We just feel like there's a mission. But not having an understanding and not having any any why, but just walking that out. And God will, um, that obedience God is in.
1: He knows what he's doing.
2: So it's going to, It's. I'm excited. I'm so it's just excited. like with Paul.
1: Yeah. Paul had a reset in belovedness, you know. He went from love to hate, you know. Hate to
3: love. Yeah, yeah. hate
1: to love. Yeah. That's what it is, right. And so must we. And that's what we're doing, you know. Yeah. And, and in, in trust. He began to trust the Lord, you know begin to have that relationship that he didn't have before. Mm-hmm. I believe lo- like I believe it's love is what knocked him out. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really
2: do. I looked that word up and it's um, Pepito is to um, "pipto," Pepito, to fall and Pequito?: No. Oh. Not Spanish. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's pepito. I don't know. I don't obviously you know, I don't speak this language. Anyway, it means to thrust down, to fall, prostate, prostrate. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to do that. Dang it. Edit that part out. Uh, prostrate, and to also means to lose authority, to no longer have force and to be removed from power. Oh, come on. That'll <laughs> preach. I mean, that's the word. To alt- it's not just he fell, like he tripped and fell, or a light came and he fell. Like he's literally speaking to what he, he was walking, and this was his moment of, of you're falling on your face, and you're being stripped of everything that you have, the power that you thought that you had, and um, mm. ha- not having that authority that was led by the enemy.
1: He was blinded <laughs> less by the light and more by love. Yeah.
2: Sorry, he started dancing. Mm.
1: He was knocked off of his high horse.
2: But not literally. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but, but literally. His high yeah, horse, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah. his perspective.
3: Because
1: yeah. he thought he was doing what God wanted him to do. You know, he was higher than everybody else because of his position.
2: His knowledge and he I mean honestly he had it he had the wisdom he had the schooling, like he knew the word mm-hmm. like yeah. um he was very highly esteemed and he was very wise yeah. but what was he doing with it mm.
1: using it for evil
2: yeah,
1: but he didn't know he thought he was using it for good right yeah yeah, yeah. And Jesus says, if a man has hatred in his heart for his brother, he's committed murder. So he was smacked in the face with love.
2: Yep. It's almost like they saw as being Mm-hmm. Right. You drink the Kool-Aid where you're over. Yep. No, no. Yep. Oh, and what that must have, those were his people. Like, those were his friends. Like, those were his brothers that he would have died for. And, yeah. Oh, you're going to let me wrap it up? I was going to let you wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, because neither of us know how to wrap this thing up. So.
5: Oh, okay. uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess it kind of ties in with the whole, like, why are we all coming to Holden sort of thing. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I am a U.S. Army recruiter. Yay. Um, and I was going to Odessa on... Friday uh, for a table setup and while I was driving out there I was just really praying that that I would become more in tune with the Holy Spirit you know that I would be able to hear and discern and know because you know there' sometimes we're like was that really you or was that was that me talking um, And so um, I showed up early. there was a new coffee shop in town and um, I walked in you know just kind of chatting. And I heard that, you know, they were playing like Christian music and I was like, Oh, I wonder if are you guys secretly at church too? Like, oh how exciting. <laughs> right. And uh <laughs> <They can ask laughs> um yeah. and so, you know, I grabbed my coffee and, and they have a little sticker and it was um it was out of numbers. And I was like, Oh, this is really neat. Yeah. Um
1: Huh?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's uh it's the coffee house off of what is it, Main Street? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Downtown. yeah. Um, so I go I go to the school, do the table setup, like absolutely nothing happens. Um, but I'm looking, you know, I'm just kinda like scanning the crowd and there's a girl sitting at a table and she has a sweater on and the sweater has like the Ouija board letters on there. And I was like, Oh <laughs> like Ooh <sighs> Yep. Yeah. Mm. And uh so I end up you know, I end up leaving a little early because nothing's happening. I'm like, I have other things to do. Uh, so um, I'm walking out. I just leave. Uh, I walk out of the front door and I just start praying, you know. I'm I'm like, Lord, um, you know, I want your will to be done. Um, like speaking against, you know, strongholds and unclean spirits and anything else because there's always gunk and junk going on. Um, and I said... I said lord i want you to use me i don't know how you're going to use me i said but you're a good leader and i'm a good follower so like whatever it is you know just say the word and i get in the car and i start to pull out of the parking lot to head back out to 50 to go back to the office and the holy spirit like kind of slaps me with an image in my mind and uh it kind of go- i was like oh <laughs> like 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 i physically just kind of i was like oh like and it was uh, me praying over that coffee shop that I was literally just in. And I was like, was that me? Just, like, And I was like, okay, so I started, <laughs> started turning to go back down. Uh, and what's crazy is like, I didn't question it, even though I like, remembered as I was leaving after the whole encounter, I was leaving and I remembered that that place closes at 12 o'clock. Like almost every day, like they are closed at 12 o'clock. I left the school around 12:40, and oh, wow. yeah, it was like 12:40. I was leaving, and he was like, "Go pray over them." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah, it happened to find a parking spot along that little strip. Walk up there, go to walk in the door, and you know, deadbolted. So, and uh, the two of the ladies and an extra lady was in there talking, and they kind of see me, and they walk up, and I said, "Hey, this is." They open the door. I said, "Hey, this is really weird, but." Um, the Holy Spirit told me to come pray over you guys, you know, and I'm just trying to be obedient to that. And uh, the main girl was like, "Oh, uh, uh-huh, all right, yeah, sure, whatever, come inside." So we, you know, we go inside and we're talking, we're chatting, and everything. <laughs> yeah. What Justin? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you know, we're just kind of talking and chatting, uh, and um, you know, and I guess somehow, like you know, they know you guys. But they had gone. They had gone over to the coffee shop here, and they were like, "This is a cool vibe" because they were trying to get ideas for how they want it set up. Um, cool. And uh, and I remember, I think just before I prayed and before I left, uh, I, I think I, I, I was like, "Are you are you guys secretly a church?" Because you know, like ours, you know, ours is a church. And one of the girls, her name is Bailey. She was like oh, you know, tell me about your church. I said, you know, hey, it was pretty small. Like, we're a really close, you know, close-knit community. Like, we love each other, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she was like, my husband and I have been looking for a church. You know, they don't like, I guess they don't really like the one in Odessa for whatever reason. I don't know the story on that. Uh, and they said, she was like, you know, I think we're going to show up. And I was like, okay, cool, yeah. Like, we're just in the coffee shop start at 10 o'clock. Like, just walk in, Come you on. know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so she said she was going to, not this week, right, obviously, like, not today, because they're in Florida right now. And I said, Noise But uh, she said they're supposed to come, you know, next week. And I just thought, like, how crazy, like, all of this was, just on a whim, you know. Um,
2: That's how it begins. Just wait. He's going to start giving you words like that, and you're going to go start praying for people and seeing them get healed. Like, that's, you have to be obedient in this. Seems small, but at the time you're like, that was crazy. I actually heard him. That's how you learn the voice of God is to be obedient when you think it's him. Listen, if it wasn't him, no harm, no foul. Like, what did it matter? You know, like you get to go walk it out, and then he gets to confirm it. And he'll start slow, and he'll be gentle because he knows that we're, like, scared of things. But also when he he comes and he's like, that one over there, go pray for him. They're back. And you're like, how do I know? How do I know? Give it a shot. You're probably never going to see him again. Maybe you will. They're probably your neighbor. But, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter, God. When we say, use me, I want to be used by you. You've got to actually do it. So that's awesome. And I wanted him to share that because I love seeing people step out. I get that it's scary. I know that it's scary. Um, but do it. Oh, geez. The Stowers can bring them from Odessa in their, in their van. Yeah. Jason grew up in Odessa, we're we're from the Odessa area, so that's how he knows them, but that's so funny, because Odessa knows Jason as a different Jason, (laughs) so, yeah, (laughs) and then when we got married, we lived there for a little while, and yeah, okay, we were known as the party house in our, in our cul-de-sac, so. I don't, I dropped out. I don't have one.
3: (laughs) I don't know if he does
2: it. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. That was a long time ago and a different lifestyle. (laughs) So, all right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. And the kids aren't here yet, which they're normally running down and screaming. And they're kind of our, like, you did, and Jade's just so excited to, to teach it. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, um, I'll just do a, go ahead and do our announcements and don't have very many baptisms. What's wrong? Oh, the letter. Oh, stop. It's fine. There's lots of people that don't have their letters. Hey, I, I, I remember sending out. Asking people to make videos for me and not getting those, so I don't even want to hear. I think I got two. Thank you. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) Okay, Hayden, do we have a baptism one? March 17th? Um, We have a couple, gosh, we have like five or six people on it, so we're also going to do um, Craig's Eldership that day. And I was thinking about doing baby blessings that day, too. I have a certain little baby that I would love to see um, be blessed. Is there any other, if if there's any other babies, let me know if you guys want to do baby blessings or even explain what they are. Um, Well, that's March 17th, and then there will be a light lunch afterwards. There they are. Hi, guys. Um, Can you, I asked you guys yesterday at the family business meeting, but one more time, If you guys would be interested in family camp over Labor Day, would you raise your hand? I know there's details that need to be worked out. Okay, I know that there's details and you're like, well, I have no idea if I would want to go to camp. But it is a three-day weekend, it's still really hot. But the the campsite that we go to has um, a pond and a pool and uh, uh, like a... A large kitchen where we all gathered together. Anyway, we had a lot of fun, and I'm not 100% sure that we're going to go back to that place. But probably it's local, it's life change, it's out in uh, Clinton. So Um, Labor Day, and I will get you guys the information. And then the only other thing I have is um, giving. If you guys want to give um, to your church family, you know how to do it. You can give in the box, PayPal, or Venmo. All right. I'm going to pray, and then we shall go. Children's Church, don't forget that you guys have a meeting after church. Uh, I'm going to pray. Father, we love you. God, this house is for you. We want to know you more. Every day of our life, God, we are seeking you with all of our heart. We love you, Jesus. You're so good to us. This is our, our, our offering back to you, God. You have our whole hearts. Whatever you want to say, whatever you want to do, Father, we're in. We love you, Jesus. Amen.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Lyric House Church podcast. We hope this message blessed you, and we encourage you to share with your family and friends. Remember, the gospel is good news, and good news is worth sharing. If you want to get involved or see what's happening next, make sure to follow us on social media. Until next week, we love you, and God bless.